You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome to the Big Suey, presented by DraftKings. Why are you listening to this show? The podcast that seems very similar to the other Dan Levitard podcast. I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> in fact, the only difference seems to be this imaging. I have been tempted in restaurants just walking past tables to grab somebody's fries that if they're just there. That hasn't happened to you guys? I've done it. And now, here's the marching man to nowhere, fat face, and the habitual liar. Today's episode is sponsored by DraftKings. Stay tuned because you'll hear more about DraftKings and all it has to offer throughout the show. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Chris Cody is saying he already misses Radio Row. Already misses it. What is happening with you? Mm. I miss it. I just miss the whole buzz about it. Uh, I feel like I didn't get to go enough because as these guys were there Wednesday and Thursday... That's like the peak of it, and I kind of miss those wow, days. But I also feel like the bigger problem here is, Dan, you have it all wrong. You're thinking of Radio Row back in the day when we were, like, you know, local, yeah. not that respected, just yeah. one of the – you're a top dog now. It's different now. You get yeah. respect now. And I know yes. Stugatz was kind of complaining about these parts of well, it. He likes – he miss, even though I don't believe him, he misses being just one of the, yeah. the shows. But I just feel like – Nowadays, if you went there for the entire week like Stugatz, you you get left alone for the most. Like you're in your bubble, and people yes. get the people that you want get brought to you. I just don't think it's as sad as you remember it being all those years ago. I said this to Dan a year ago that the way we're received at Radio Row is unlike any other time in our show's history. We're received differently. You need to experience it. It's, okay. it's true, but also yes. stay away from it. Don't go to Radio Row. <laughs> Like radio, don't go there, please. <laughs> I was sad that we didn't go Friday. I was sad that we didn't Same. go Thursday. We because the thing is, is that like the primetime days have shifted a little bit, and I I was considering going on Friday, but Stu's flight was like at four, so it's like, uh, you know, I'm not gonna go and just waste time if no one's gonna talk to us. But yeah, it's it's definitely dope AF now, as the kids say, Dan. Our choice, the place that we chose, and God, I can't thank Circa enough for saying yes to every single thing that we needed. Uh, But my logic in choosing what it is that I chose, I had reinforced when I met the people who came out to see us. And so many of them were genuinely moved by the symbolism of us choosing something far away from Radio Road to specifically be downtown. Because I don't know if you guys know the history of that entire part of the country, but there are, I don't think there's a fourth city in what I'm about to say. I think there are three cities known for being less repressed than others when it comes to just general debauchery and sin. I think it is Las Vegas. Mm. I think it is Miami. And I think it is New Orleans. Three think, and only three. Huh? I, I don't I mean, think there's a fourth there. I mean, you could go New York and L.A., but I think in terms of no gold, silver, and bronze medalist of let it fly, um, there are fewer consequences here than anywhere else. And nowhere in our union, nowhere. Is there a place more okay with legalized sin than that entire region? And then downtown is a little extra dirty. But you guys are telling me that you're you're telling me that you'd rather be on Radio Row than than the setup that we had. I, I wouldn't say rather. I loved being at the Circa. I loved the live shows. I just think I just think the way you think of Radio Row is just not the experience you would have. 
You would still hate it. I, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, you would, would still hate it. I'm with Billy on that. No, you did. Yeah. You did go to do an interview, and I remember like talking to everyone involved with the logistics. I'm like. You got to get them out, though. Like, you bring them in, hide them in the bushes that we had there so no one can see them. Because, like, he's going to get swarmed if he walks out, like, into the general public. And he's not going to like that. Like, get him in and out because it's not going to be in it. Like, I like it. Stugatz likes it. Chris likes it. You would not have liked it. Sounds yeah. like Billy and Stu like having Radio Rota themselves. Yeah, That's what it sounds like to me. Oh, right definitely. Yeah. Dan, you also missed out on the Dan, con- there. <laughs> Dan, the Conk Republic would like a word. Oh, yeah. The Conk Republic stands strong in those, hey, anything flies, let it ride. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. I did think, Dan, and I didn't volunteer this because it was going to be a lot of extra work for me and we had like a tight deadline that day. But I did, you know, posit this to some people and say, you know what? Posit? Dan, you know, if he went around and he did hits on like little, like, stations or smaller like podcasts or whatever i think he'd have fun if he did it with one of us like if we were going around and doing it with him and it was just like him and someone else doing it i thought it'd be a good time for you but also it's quite overwhelming yeah well you were delighted uh as happy as i saw you and i saw you happy plenty of times over the course of the week uh, so I didn't see you karaoke singing with Fuentes, so maybe you were happier then. I was uncomfortable. If that, I, I prefer if that video doesn't see the light of day because I, I wasn't, I wasn't fully you into brought it. Brought it up. Oh, I'm, be, no, I'm being told it. that we don't oh have video, God. but we have I wasn't shot. dancing. Yeah, I didn't dance. I didn't. I, I was a little, you know, rigid because it was a long day, and I didn't know we were going to get hips. into it. I also didn't know there was a camera, so I didn't know we were putting on a performance. I thought it was just the two of us and Juju, but it seems as though it's been found. Many years ago, we showed up at some place that had a few hundred people at it. And as I got there, because he knows I can be uncomfortable with uh, just the streaming insanity that can happen when uh, when people notice that crappy celebrity has arrived. (laughs) Uh, Billy Gill, many years ago, just (laughs) shouted as I walked in, sort of shuffling and looking at my feet. Hey! There's Dan Lebetard. Yeah, it was at Jay Wakefield. And uh, he did that again. And this was as delighted as I saw him the entire week. As soon as I walked in the radio, wrote, what do you mean falsehoods? Falsehoods, falsehoods, falsehoods. You did it again. No, falsehoods, falsehoods. I did, I did that back in the day out loud for everybody to hear it. And then you got me back at a Moss event where you did it to me. And then the thing happened to me. And then at Radio Row, I playfully said it. When it was just like the DK people around, I go, no, I I wasn't loud. I I just go, hey, it's Dan Levitard. And I pointed at him, just kind of joking around with, if I did this, it would be really bad. Just between the two of you. I knew it. It was a little IJ, an inside joke, as the kids say. You know what I mean? Dope AF. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) Raffle. Uh, I saw that the audio... uh, SDFU. The audio is not good on the karaoke, unfortunately. What a it, shame. It looks like you're having a great time. I, this is the, th- this is you ebullient. This is what Greg Cody had on his face when he was the. He is. Billy's so this happy. This is the right? hee three. Well, this is the end. Because, oh, we would have put them out of business. No wow. doubt. Uh, this is the end because we were done with Radio Row on Thursday, and this is Billy just letting it out. Oh, yeah. Know? I let it yes. loose. I got a free yeah. T-shirt. He was happy. Mm-hmm. We were done. Yeah. What were the highlights from the halftime show for you guys? I saw a lot of people uh, were com- uh, were complaining or were saying that Jermaine Dupri uh, looked like uh, odd choice with the shorts. 
But uh, a lot of people thought it was CeeLo Green, right? A lot of people didn't think it was Jermaine. I didn't know anyone. My, my one Jermaine Dupree story, I've only got one, and but it's a great you one. Have Why one? would you have two? I have, well, but I've got a good Shot one. you have one. I don't need a second one. The one I've got is really good. It's the Miami Super Bowl. It's one of, and this was happening everywhere in Vegas. It's 2 o'clock in the morning in one of these clubs. You turn around a corner, and I see there is Jermaine uh, Dupree, and he is on Shaq's shoulder. <laughs> Super Bowl week. <laughs> on, uh, like perch, like, like, a like a parrot. Yes, like a like a like, like a parrot. He is just sitting on. Me and who? <laughs> he's just sitting on Shaq's shoulder. What were the highlights from the halftime show? When it was over, uh, I was asleep. Oh no, Roy! Sleeping? What? You slept through the Super Bowl? Yeah, I fell asleep at halftime. First, At halftime, and then I woke up for the third quarter. First half was bad. Kind of yeah. proud of you. <laughs> Look, Usher, tired. great. He's an amazing artist. He's an incredible performer. <sighs> Not his best work. I wow. thought the choreography was really good, but I couldn't really hear it. So I can't I can't be the judge of how it sounded. But I love the dancing. I love the roller skates. I want to get roller skates. I'll probably eat shit like Billy. My guess is roller skates had a uh, spike in sales today, right? Put it on the poll, please, Juju. At Levitard Show, did roller skates spike in sales today? Because everything that happens during the Super Bowl makes a spike in sales. A bit breathy, too, at the end. Random. Man, you are a critic. Really? That seems, like, just, like, oh, that seems like a hard situation. He was dancing his ass off. People, so. I feel like was that pe- Romo? <laughs> people already decided before that whether they liked it or not. Yes. Like, I heard Tony last week give this take yes. about the what? Super Bowl Whoa. thing. Like, it was just like people were already decided. I had one friend I was watching with. I, we had buffering issues. Like, I was watching it, and it was just like that thing where you see the Spinning so wheel of death. I need to rewatch it because I didn't get the full experience. One of my friends was just like, Top two Super Bowl performance ever. I'm like, dude, what? we missed a third of it because of buffering. You you must have just already had that opinion. Like, there's no way. It, I was. I'm not criticizing it. I don't think it was a top five. I love Usher. The bangers. Uh, yeah, at the end, crushed. Can it just be good? Like, why do we have to do this thing where it's shitty? It's top five. It was good. Top two Super Bowl. Uh, really? That's what my friend said while watching you it through buffering. You were asleep. You're not allowed to have any kind of opinion oh, yes, whatsoever. I yes, I can. You know why? Michael Jackson and Prince. Yep. He should not have that opinion. Top two of all time. Proud of you, Roy. How do you know it wasn't better than you Michael Jackson and Prince? You were asleep. Oh, I had to be awake for that to know that. You proved his point yeah, that exactly whatever your what opinion was, was your opinion whether you saw the show or not. Wow. You just proved it. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> no, thank you. You're welcome. You were asleep. Oh boy, Roy. You cannot have a strong opinion about what the show was yes, you when can. you were asleep for it. I wasn't asleep because of the show. I was asleep because of Las Vegas. That's why. I was tired. Because of Oh, and show. Toronto as well. Okay, I don't need your resume on travel. You have an opinion. Sweet bona fides. It's like three weeks ago, too. Dan, in fairness to Roy, did he need to see the halftime show to know that it wasn't better than Prince or Michael Jackson? I mean, come on. Yes. <laughs> no. I'm with Chris. You have to at least watch no. it. I saw. Give it a chance. Watching is I'm overrated. Not, I'm not trying to disprove Chris. I'm trying to disprove uh, the guy. My uh, friend, the party. Yeah. That guy, his friend. Through buffering was like top two. I mean, admit it, to Roy's point, it was a ridiculous take by my friend. I thought it was good. Put I'm it, with Chris. Let's leave it at that. It was fine. Good, good job, Usher. Put it on the poll, Juju. Can you have... <laughs> An opinion on what you just saw when you were asleep. Absolutely. Isn't that like 90% of sports media takes? Come on. 
strong, a strong opinion with a lot of conviction. Michael Jackson and Prince, Dan. About, about what you just saw when your eyes were closed and you did not see it. I, I think that's the one instance in which I could say with absolute conviction, your opinion is disqualified. You don't have to have an opinion about this. Roy, what did you think of Brock Purdy? Uh, he was fine. He was you a- were sleeping. I was I was awake for the game. He was fine. Wait. Wait, a halftime I, you nap? You just took a nap for I halftime? I took a nap for halftime. Yeah, that is just that. total bullshit. I'm sorry. It's a long <laughs> why, are we, why are we encouraging this lie? It's a, it's a long halftime. Oh, yeah, but he did like, not take a nap just for halftime and wake up to see the rest. I put 20 minutes on my timer. And so you had no, like, that is so odd. I that is thought, elite nap. I would have watched the halftime and then true. slept, like, the first 10 or 15 minutes of the third quarter. Like, I feel like halftime show, you got to check it out. No, no, I don't watch football. I could have slept through the first half, if we're being yeah. honest. You didn't really miss much if you slept through that. Yeah, that is true. A couple the, fumbles, who cares? The, the thing about the first half, the only thing that will be remembered is Kelsey almost knocking Andy Reid over, correct? <laughs> There's nothing else from the first half that ends up mattering in no, the game. No, falsehoods. We had two record-setting field goals. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's right, yeah. I thought to myself, 55 is not that far. Me I too. can't believe it's the, the I record. Can't believe it. Is Andy Reid old enough that we can call this elder abuse? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He had to fall. You're right. He had to fall. It's like a charge. You can't take a charge and not fall. You got to fall with the charge. Stugout here for my friends over at Simply Safe. When you travel, do concerns back home nag you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? That's why I recommend investing in Simply Safe Home Security today for award winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. I've had Simply Safe in my home for many years now. The peace of mind it gives me, especially during the summertime when I'm all over the place, is incredible because I know the things I care about, the things I value back home. I can always keep an eye on it using Simply Safe's indoor and outdoor cameras. So do me a favor. Before you head out on your next vacation, make sure to protect your whole home with Simply Safe's variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, plus add sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, no contracts to worry about, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. So right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash DLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Don Lebertard. God doesn't even know what this list <laughs> but is. He was ahead of Tom Brady, who also won a playoff game. A couple, yeah. That was literally the most confusing <laughs> list we've ever done. Tebow's yeah. got a better right. shot of I'm coming mad. back. Give him a chance. Right. He's got I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm angry. I want to leave. Stugatz. This would have been your day. This Top should seven. be. You should own the sports media landscape I right am. now. I am. Top seven guys. I would not want the no. Jets. No. No. Oh, no. You. No. <laughs> no. I'm not allowing it. Give Zach Wilson. No. 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 I'm not giving him a chance. I'm giving him it's 20 years. Carson, what? I've given him my prime. This is the Don Lebatar show with the Stugats. Stugatz does have a singular distinction here. I don't believe that I can say anywhere else with the conviction I'm about to say that Stugatz is the very best at one certain thing in sports. 
and that is being most wrong about the Kansas City Chiefs for the longest Thank period you. of yeah. time. Yeah. So Andy Reid has been hearing the questions and the doubt about how good a coach he is for many, many years mm-hmm. because of clock management, because he only got to the Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens but didn't win the Super Bowl, because a lot of people thought that when he went to Kansas City – He'd already had it as good as it would ever get for Andy Reid. And so immediately upon making his biggest decision to go from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes, Stugatz was there questioning Andy Reid. Go ahead, Andy Reid. I dare you to go 14-2 and and allow Alex Smith to leave Arrowhead Stadium to leave Kansas City. Go ahead, I dare you. Because of Patrick Mahomes. Because you think you could turn Patrick Mahomes into something that Alex Smith is not. Alex Smith is a very good quarterback. The audacity. First off, to do this to Alex Smith, who's been very good and loyal to Andy Reid and won him a lot of football games, to dangle Patrick Mahomes out there because Andy Reid thinks he's some sort of quarterback whisperer, which he is not, by the way. He is not because if he was, Alex Smith would be better than he's been the last few years. So I, I oh, wow. dare. There was, I mean, that's a record for contradiction. It's on Andy Reid. That, that is a, that is a, I mean, the only that reason is, Alex that, Smith that, is not that, better no, than Andy Reid. That, that's a world record for Stugatz not paying attention to any of the things he said the sentence before. <laughs> we have a number of worst takes around here. Yeah. I am um, – the owner of most of them. <laughs> I thought the 0-16 Lions would go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I had Tom Brady's career ending about eight years earlier than it did. <laughs> but that might not even be Stugatz's worst <laughs> Kansas City take because he's got one oh, no. that is memorable and also comes with video from, I don't know, six weeks ago. Dan, this time of year, everyone talks about teams they don't want to see come playoff time. I want to talk about a team that I actually want to see come playoff time. I want to see the Chiefs. I want Patrick Mahomes strolling into my stadium with max confidence. I want Travis Kelsey. I want Taylor Swift. I want the team that lost to Jordan Love. I want the team that lost to Aiden O'Connell. I want the team that trailed 17 to nothing to Jake Browning. That is the team that I would like to face in the playoffs. That's the team, indeed, I, that I would want to face in the playoffs because that team is not very good. I have been saying for years there is something off in Kansas City. Last year, that take didn't go so well for me. They won the Super Bowl. This year, <laughs> it's going very, very well. They are 10-6. and six. They're down. The offense is not what it used to be. The defense doesn't travel well. They're good at home, not great on the road. I want, if I'm a playoff team, I don't want Flacco. I don't want Mike Tomlin. I don't want any of those teams. The teams that I want strolling into my stadium, it stop? Kansas City Chiefs. Shocking. Baby, you're wrong, 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 wrong. Felt good at the time, I got to be honest. It was a great take Thank at the you. time. Six weeks ago, they had just no, lost wasn't. to the Packers, to the Bills. They beat the Patriots by 10, lost to the Raiders. Like, Thank you, Tony. It was, it was not a good take, period. Arm with hindsight. Wrong, wrong, wrong. But we knew when you gave the take who the Chiefs quarterback was and that they had a good defense. Yeah. And it didn't end up mattering that all the receivers stink. At all. You had the Chiefs going into Baltimore and doing that? I did. I picked the Chiefs in that game. Damn you. Jessica, I'm not sure what's the worst part of that take. Him saying just at the end, it kept getting worse and worse, but that he fears Tomlin more. (laughs) That he fears Flacco more.
Yeah, it was tough. At the time, it felt safe. Yeah, it did. It did feel like it, it really wasn't did. crazy. It felt yeah. safe. Yeah. <laughs> Again, so good take. If if he had mentioned Flacco Thanks. and Tomlin ten years ago, maybe <laughs> ten years ago, comeback player of the year. <laughs> but in the last six weeks. I'm not going to sit here and have you argue that that's not a bad take. It's a bad take now. It's a bad take six weeks ago. It's a bad take because the Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> but that's Super Bowl Monday morning quarterback. Exactly. Hey, that's exactly. what makes it a bad take. Right. Yep. Uh, they won the Super Bowl by going on the road and beating the MVP at quarterback, by going into Buffalo and beating the only other quarterback who got an MVP vote, <laughs> and by taking out an offense that made us all go to the Super Bowl prematurely, make plans to go to the Super Bowl, because we thought the Dolphins' offense might be partaking no, in that No, we game. did not think that. We did, we had a production meeting for the Super Bowl like three months ago, and everyone was like, what do we, what's our contingency plan if the Dolphins are in it? And I said I would go streaking down Biscayne. Whoa. If the Dolphins won, were in the Super Bowl. And guess what? I, <laughs> that was the You're safest good. take I've ever had. Yeah. I like that we throughout the entire playoffs, mine is probably the, the Dolphins game, we could say, did Kansas City win or did the other team lose? And including the Super Bowl, we're still playing, did Kansas City win or did the 49ers blow it yet again with a lead? I want to talk about what the assessment now gets to be of Brock Purdy. But let's just, since we heard the most wrong of the takes, let's hear from Mina Kimes here many weeks ago telling us that she would not go down the path that Stugatz went down where he was just questioning at every turn uh, what it is the Chiefs were. I'll try not to be distracted by the video here that's uh, for some reason we kept going very close up on the faces. Just listen to the content. This was weeks ago from Mina Kimes. I think the Kansas City Chiefs will still play in the AFC Championship. I know that. How? Hmm. Oh, it's good, right? <laughs> I look so bad in this video. I can't believe I'm letting oh, you guys do this. It looks good. Explain with 20 seconds left. Uh, I think outside of the Baltimore Ravens, when you look around the division, I think, or the, the conference rather, I think all the AFC teams are pretty flawed. Talked about Miami's defense. We'll see what happens with Buffalo. The Jags are a mess, but they'll probably win. The Browns are scary, but I think that they'll get knocked out by the Ravens, depending on how that thing shakes out. So uh, when you look around and you're like, okay, well, one team has Patrick Mahomes. I know that the quarterback or the offense has been a mess, but the defense still looks pretty damn good. Time! We can celebrate the Kansas City defense, Dugats, because it, uh, I don't believe that they allowed much of anything in the second half in the playoffs, like anything. They gave up 10 points to Lamar at home. Uh, I mean, but in the se- <laughs> in the second half of all of these games, winning time, that defense gave up nothing. But what Patrick Mahomes got this year that was the staple of what made Brady Brady Stugatz beyond just winning, like obviously winning by itself. Right. Is, a, is something that is enduring and echoing. But winning when we don't understand how you're winning. Winning when we question everything that's in your huddle and you're still winning the game. The, the stratosphere that Mahomes has now entered, Stugatz, and maybe he was here before this game, you tell me, right? Because Brock Purdy uh, will still have to do it at the end of memorable games for us to believe that Brock Purdy is as good as some people think he is. Sure. <laughs> but I think what 
uh, Mahomes now solidified. Maybe he did it in 13 seconds against Buffalo. But now he's in the place. Don't leave him time and the football at the end of the game. You're going to lose. Any amount of time. Okay, but yes. that's not something we're doing with very men of, many of them, Stugatz. No. Ever. Never mind. Never mind in today's game. When you have America watching the television and America saying, I don't trust any of the guys in that huddle with him. The wide receivers don't even need to have hands. I don't trust anybody but Kelsey with him. And all of America is watching its television as Purdy fails on third and short from the goal line. And everyone's going, you just left in the game. You can't leave that guy the game when he's got four downs to get down to get the first down, and, and he's the leading rusher, right. and, he, and he's going to do it all by himself. I know he had some of this, but he's golden now. Like, I know he had plenty of people fearing. You don't leave him time at the end of the game, but he's golden forever now. You don't give him the football at the end. He has checked off just about everything you need to check off on the checklist. He's done it on the road. He's done it in the Super Bowl. He's won MVPs. He's trailed by seven or more points. He's done everything except beat Tom Brady. It felt like what Dan used to say with the big three. There's nothing better in sports than seeing them down late. Right. I want him down with the ball. It's great. Needing to score. It's He's the best. great. Yeah. Uh, by the way, team scored in the second half in three of the four playoff games against the Chiefs defense. How many points? Not a lot, but no, they but scored in the, the second total, half. What is the total number of points allowed by the Chiefs in all of the playoff games in the second half and overtime, counting what was yesterday's what? Uh, they gave up 12 yesterday, three to the Ravens, uh, and I'll have to look at the okay, other games. Okay, but is it even 20 points that they've given up? I know Buffalo scored at least a touchdown in that second half. Uh, the defense is great. They're overwhelming, and they are great. Bruce Feldman sent out a tweet. Uh, they obviously played the Dolphins, they played the Bills, they played the Ravens, and the 49ers, Kansas City only allowed four plays of 25 yards or more the entire postseason. Well, that game yesterday, I know that because it went into overtime and because of the second half, we will remember it forever as a great game. But there was one giant chunk yardage play in that game, and only one. It was Hardman and everything else. Like, you got 20 yards. Here's what was interesting about that game, Stugatz, in terms of offensively. I think both teams averaged near seven yards per play. But it was only seven yards on every goddamn play. <laughs> because it, it wasn't they, – they had like four or five 20-yard plays in the game and everything else. In fact, the way that – the way that Mahomes was doing it is an unusual way for him to do it, although he's had to do it that way since Tyreek Hill left. It was always six and seven yards at a time. It was all dump downs. You weren't going to get a turnover off of – of him late in that game. It was all four and five yards to everybody because they'd take away everything that was deep and, and dare Mahomes to go down the field seven yards at a time, and he did. You had Harbin with the 52-yard catch. You had Justin Watson. He had a 25-yard catch, and Kelsey had a 22-yard catch. But Mahomes has been doing it differently this year than he has been in years past all year I mean, all year long. Yeah, yes. It's been screen since, passes. Since Tyreek yes. Hill, Ty right. Hill left, and even at the end with Tyreek Hill, they were taking away some of the 70 right. yard stuff in yeah. order to make him play this way. And I thought him being able to use his feet to get first downs when it looked like their offense was completely stalling in the second half made such a big difference too and was probably the reason that they were able to score. It was the difference quarter. between the quarterbacks. It was the difference between the quarterbacks well, in the also, game. One of them was also the leading rusher. Also that turnover on the punt. I mean that was that changed the game around, right? They scored a touchdown the Chiefs did. The offense got some momentum. The and first they, touchdown, yeah. 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 That fourth down call was so ballsy, too, because if that DN stays with Mahomes, it's over. 
I mean, San Francisco had a pretty ballsy fourth down call as well. Really? Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Don Lebatard. Common thread was Stu Gatch chumming it up with Aaron Rodgers. Yep. yep. I so, mean, I met my quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. As you know, as you know, Stu Gatch didn't talk to Aaron Rodgers. Nope. <laughs> Stu Gatch thought country music superstar Jake Owen <laughs> was Aaron Rodgers. They had a 20-minute conversation. Identical twins. I mean, Jesus. Stu Gatch. Listen, mm-hmm. I will never have the relationship with Aaron Rodgers that I have with the guy that I thought was Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so the way that, I mean, that is the greatest conversation I've ever had with my quarterback. This is the Dan Lebatar Show with the Stugats. For all of the debauchery that there was in Vegas, and Joe Buck said he would not go to Vegas because he was guaranteeing there would be some sort of incident or mess or something would happen, and he just wanted to avoid it at all costs. For whatever uncharacteristic behavior there was everywhere because people were drinking and drugging, I believe that Billy Gill had the single most uncharacteristic behavior to be found anywhere in Vegas over the course of the week. Hmm. He was an aggressive gambler. Oh. It was, was electric. Then. He was, sort of. He was an, irrespo- he was right. an irresponsible gambler. Uh, Tony, what was electric about it? What do people need to know about Billy just letting it fly and being uh, someone other than who he was because uh, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and we will not tell Apparently our not. We will not tell our, our, our wife or anyone who loves us what uh, what we gambled in a certain situation. So Billy took out 200 bucks and he's Whoa. like, you know what? What are we just putting all my business here I'm on just- Front street. I'm just allowing people to understand the, the brevity of the situation. I will say this before the brevity, Tony. The brevity? brevity of the situation. Before Tony goes and does whatever it is that he's about to do. Brevity. I will say this. Good use of brevity. Thank then. you. <laughs> I had a busy week and I didn't uh, I didn't get involved in the gambling. And then Friday came and we finished, you know, our show at like noon. And then we did like meets and greets with the fans and such. And then we had like a mixer for a little bit. And then our flight wasn't until midnight. And I wanted to go because I didn't do much of see. It was my first time there. I didn't do much of seeing the town. I was basically just at the bottoms of halls and convention centers the entire time. So yeah. I'm like, I want to go out. I want to walk along the strip. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then I turned to everybody and they're like, nah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it by myself. So I guess I'm, I'm stuck here at the lovely Circa, which is lovely. Thank you for having us. It was a great, great place to be. But also, I wanted to kind of venture out. But no one wanted to go with me. No one wanted to leave that open bar. No one wanted to leave and go with me. Yeah. So then I was like, well, I guess, you know, I haven't gambled yet. 
I had a conversation with my wife. We budgeted what you know I was allowed to spend. <laughs> had to so call I, home base. Well, I did that before I left. Obviously, you check in like a good boy and make sure that you know I'm not breaking any rules. So I did that, and then I was told a number, and then I did less than that number. But I, I you know, I said, okay, now's now's the time to do it. I don't want to leave Vegas, the only time I've ever been here, and say I didn't gamble. So I started gambling. And now we can see what kind of made-up story Tony has here, and then so, I can correct him when he's wrong. So, he took out the allotted budget, right, with him and his wife. Couple hundred bucks. Couple he took hundred out two hundred dollars. You already said it. You don't have to kind of clean it up. What was the credit card budget. fee? Brevity. I, I did a thing where like Mike Fuentes is like, oh, I'll take it out, and then we don't have to pay double fees. I'm like, good, you can take it out, and then I don't have to pay the fee. Perfect. This so Billy walks well over the roulette everyone. table, mm-hmm. starts getting. He puts a hundred bucks down. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna keep a hundred in my back pocket just in case just things don't go my way. Just in case. We'll right. see what it is. He takes out a hundred bucks, quickly loses a hundred dollars on roulette. Not well. Within like thirty minutes, it's gone. It didn't go well. That's actually a long time. Thirty minutes. I wasn't. Yeah, it took took like twenty minutes, (laughs) but I was, I was not playing the smartest way. I wasn't playing well, and I got terrible luck. Terrible. We had like six greens. It was like six greens on on the screen at one time. It was insane, and I was there. I'm like. It can't keep missing on red. It can't. Red can't keep missing until, as he said, at one point on the screen there were six greens, zero or double zero, kept coming up every time. It was insane. This is why the rooms are so nice at Circa, by the way. Thank you, Billy. Put it on the really pole, nice please, at Levitard Show. That bench. The lighting. Ah, uh, the bench. Is there a smartest way to bet at roulette? I don't believe there is, but. Uh, at Lebetard Show. Do you walk into these rooms, Dan, and think about all the places people have sex in yes. the room? Yeah. Yeah. Same First thing. thing I thought. The bench. Yeah. The bench, the couch, yeah. the bed, yeah. the chair, the floor, <laughs> the ceiling, the wall. Hallway. The ceiling and the wall? Uh, you don't know the, the shit I've seen, Dan. <laughs> Billy. Yeah. So, Dan, hold on. So, we finish... Be, me and Billy start walking around. We start watching the boys. Play I lose craps. my I lose my hundred, and I'm like, I'm not taking this other hundred yeah. out of my pocket because I see exactly how this is going. Mm-hmm. These greens keep coming out. I can't do it. I'm not hitting you can any just actual bet numbers. Green, two. I could just bet green. You can't too, bet but green after it's come in. Six exactly times. right. That's that's what I thought when it came out one time. I'm like, okay, well that's our green for the day. We've got our green allotment, and then like two things later came out again, and then again, and then and it just kept coming. The next table over had a, a row of nine reds in a row, and Billy was betting red the entire time. I was so upset. The next I table even, would have made like $1,000. I did numbers. I was doing reds. I figure I can't keep missing on red. I'll throw out numbers, but I can't keep missing on red. It's impossible, except I did. So when my 100 was gone, I had the other 100 burning a hole in my pocket, and I said, Daddy needs a breather. I need, I need, I need to go out. I need to get some fresh air. At this point, I had already changed out of my outside clothes into my inside clothes because yeah. I didn't, I didn't plan on going outside again. And it was freezing again out on Fremont really Street. Cold. It was really cold. So we walked all the way to the Slotzilla at the end over there. Then walked all the way back. It was windy. There was some sort of concert going on, so we had to walk around this whole thing. It was really cold. By the time we, by the time we got out there and came back. I regretted going outside even though I needed some fresh air. But we still had like four more hours to go before we were going to the airport. And that $100 was just burning a hole in my pocket, Dan. But I'm down 100 already. And I have 100 left in my pocket. And then I look at the screen and I'm like, 
Man, this table, same exact table. Greg Cody was still there. Actually, I was about I think, to say, I was about to jump in while this is all going on. My dad drunk off his ass, killing it. Yeah, same Just table. Number after number. I get right. up, Greg Cody gets down. Greg right Cody weekend. wins a ton of money at that table. My dad Just does there the whole time. He, he was there like an hour and a half straight playing. My dad does this annoying thing with roulette. Whenever a number hits that he doesn't have, he goes, who picks that number? <laughs> who picks 20? And he was drunk. I had to leave. I was like, you guys watch him. He's annoying me. Who picks 17? <laughs> we also had a situation at that table where Lewis and someone else came and they put down $15 or $20 oh, or yeah, something on, on number 19. And then lost and the very next roll, 19 came out. It was red nine. So they, they, yeah. they missed it by one. So then I was there. I was like, what do I do with this $100 that's left? I can't go down $100, go back and tell my wife I lost this and then still have this in my pocket. Right. So I'm like, let me just try to break even. So then we saw slap fighting was on, and I was like, can Dude. we gamble on slap fighting? Because this slap fighter is staying in our hotel. The slap fighters were in our hotel. They were the ripped guys at the live show, and right? And women. Okay. Yeah, so they were there. I didn't see the women. The I just slap... saw the ones Mike called out. Well, no, so one I of them. Thank you for being inclusive, Billy. <laughs> I was getting coffee with one of the women that was a slap fighter, and, and she was there, and she was, like, giving all the rules and how it's, like, this whole thing, and it goes through the athletic commission now and all this stuff, and I'm like, okay. So I was, like, hearing the slap fighting explanation that morning from one of the slap fighters, and then I look up, and she's on TV walking out to the slap fighting dojo stage, whatever they call it, right? And I'm like, Tony, we should. I, I want to go bet on this slap fight. I don't know anything about it, but like, she's in our hotel. She was here this morning getting coffee. I'm, go I'm going to go bet on slap fighting. Yeah. Like, why not, right? When in Vegas. <laughs> and then I walked over to like where the sports book is, and I'm like, I don't know how the hell this works. And then we couldn't the find the odds for the slap fighting. We couldn't fighting, find the, the odds for the slap fighting. And I, it, and I swear to goodness, Dan, she walks up and just goes, bang, rakata, right across the head and God. knocks the lady out before I could even place a bet. And I'm like, damn it, I should have placed a bet on that. And then there was a whole controversy because apparently it was an illegal hit of some kind and she got disqualified. But it was so a one-slap knockout. Yeah. Just wait, boom, right across the head. Dude, the barbaric sport. <laughs> it's crazy. But you didn't bet on it's, this. I didn't bet on it. I tried to. And thank God I didn't because I was kicking myself in the tuchus because I thought if I would have placed that bet, I would have probably won the money back because she was the underdog. But then I would have been really upset because there was a DQ and we we didn't even know because it was on mute. And again, we don't know the rules of slap well, fighting. Let me stop you for Walks just a off second. off the stage. Put it yeah. on the pole, Juju, at Levitard oh. Show. Uh, just... Is the color green the reason that all the casinos get built in Las Vegas? Please continue. It feels like a 50-50 shot, but it's not because there's two <laughs> others that are green, so it's, it's like not 50-50. 46-48, and then there's that 2%. It is, uh, of the 38 uh, numbers, uh, 36 are either red or black. And, and double zero. Come on, what is this? Yeah, 1990s baseball? Who like, what picks are we doing? double zero? <laughs> exactly Who picks right. 35? <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, I will say this. When I was at the roulette thing, there's like the one dealer, spinner, whatever it is that the person is called that's doing it. As soon as I got wiped out and I lost all my money, they immediately changed the person rolling the ball. Like that per that, that woman was there just to clean me out and take my my $100 in chips. Wait, so what did you do with the other $100? It's still burning a hole in my pocket. Thank you for asking. So I, I couldn't bet on slap fighting because we couldn't figure it out, which thank God I didn't because, again, there was a DQ, which is like... 
why do we have rules in slap fighting? Is that really necessary? They hit her in the jugular, which is what knocked her lights out, by the way. Okay, so but really yeah, I mean, if you're slap fighting, we really need rules. Like, anyways. <laughs> so then. No DQs, slap <laughs> to the death. I mean, what are you saying here? Slap for your life? I'm just saying. <laughs> slap for your life? So, any, uh, anyways. So then Greg, uh -oh. is, Greg is still at the roulette table. I see Hammered. There, there's people playing craps, and it's like, this is way too complicated for me to learn. I've already lost $100. I'm not going to lose my last 100 on craps on a game that I couldn't understand. They that. tried to, like, very quickly explain it to me. I'm like, I, I'm not I'm not learning today. Like, this has been a long week. It's too late. I wanted to go see the fountains at the Venetian or wherever it is that they are, Bellagio. Bellagio yeah. I couldn't do it. I wanted to go take a tour of all the hotels that Danny Ocean robbed. No one wanted to come with me to do that. I would have gone with you. You were, you were gone. You were left nowhere. to some party or something. Yeah. You, were you just disappeared. Yeah. You were with the Kelseys. <laughs> that was another Well, night. that was third. I, yeah. Yes. I, when I showed up at the airport, I, I got through security. Well, I got to the airport, realized that as I was like getting out of my Uber, I was like, oh my God, four people walked me to this Uber. Like, I must be really, they must have thought I was really drunk. I'm not. And then I got to TSA and I was like, oh my God, I am so drunk. Are they going to let me on this plane? And then I got to our gate and there were so many drunk people at our gate. I was like, ah, I'm You're good. skipping over the diner. Drunk Jess and drunk Greg Cody talking to each other at the diner. Jeremy was there. Lucy was there. We were just. You guys were at a diner together? I was looking for food. It Everything was like was right closed. Closed. It was it was before you guys walked up. Like oh, As we were done, you guys all showed up. Well, well, take a second how about this, out. though? I mean, I mean, you guys tell me because the, the the flights out of Vegas, no matter when or how you're doing them, just a bad idea. It was a rough crowd. Just a bad idea. But making it worse, you tell me because I couldn't believe when the, they put the tray of food in front of me. I'm like, are you kidding me? Beans? We're not in first class, Dan. Yeah, I don't know. We what didn't this is get any about. food. I got pretzels. Okay. No food. Beans. I have a Scotty. Or do you want to be in first class no. when I tell you beans are what they were given out? Yes, like, how do you, yes, no. Yes. How do you imagine? How do you imagine that went after people have spent a week in Vegas? How do you imagine? Because that's how it went. I was in a tube filled with everyone's ass Flip the table in my face. I'm telling you, the best thing about being on that red eye out of Vegas is I didn't have to pee once. I was so dehydrated. Right. I did not pee a five-hour flight. Neither did my drunk dad. He slept the whole time, didn't pee the entire flight because Amazing. we were all so dehydrated. So That's hey, I drank tip, all his water. Little tip out there. If you're stuck with a window seat and you don't want to go to the bathroom on a long flight out of Vegas, just don't drink water for about 24 hours beforehand. I ate the beans. So to close this loop, I go back to the table. It's hot. Greg's won a ton of money. I look at the screen. Eight out of ten numbers are red. So I say, you know what? This $100 is going on red. I'm breaking even. Roll the ball. Black. <laughs>